I would pray this morning here that we would be careful not to allow Satan to break up your marriage. And how many husbands, how many husbands, when their wives are going through something deep, they ignore them or they rebuke them. And your children are watching you. Fathers, watch yourselves before your children. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We're beginning another week focused on the glory of God's gracious love. Today, as Raul examines the Lord's original design for marriage, you'll be challenged to consider how you and your spouse can be more patient and understanding with each other, strengthening your relationship with the daily choice to love as God loves. Today's message is titled, Marriage, Love, and Respect. Here's Raul Reese. The first word in the Bibles we have here in chapter 2 of the book of Genesis, the first woman, the first mother, and companion of men by the name of Eve. So let's begin reading Genesis chapter 2, 18 to the end of the chapter. In the Lord God said, it is not good that men should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every bird of the air, and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord caused a great sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And God took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. And then the rib which the Lord had taken from man, he made into it a woman. And he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is not bones of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, Isha, man's ish, because she was taken out of man. Therefore, A man shall leave his father and mother and shall be glued or joined unto his wife. And they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. Now, we have God's plan for every father and mother in marriage, as we read here. And God's plan is for a husband and wife to come along and not only get together, but to become one so that their children can see that they love each other. Now, fathers have a great responsibility. You're supposed to be the head of your home. You're supposed to be the one working and supplying for your home financially. But going back to the beginning, verse 18, he says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that men should be alone. So God's purpose, there are people that have the gift of singleness. They'll never get married. But God in his scripture says it's not good that men should be alone. 
We see that God has a plan. In Genesis 1.27, he says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created both of them. He created both of them. But what I like about verse 18, he says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that men should be alone. And men always try to be alone. Always. My wife tells me, I always want to be alone. And I can recognize that it's so easy that a saint comes along, he's trying to break up your marriage. That's his goal, to break up your marriage. When a marriage is broken up, not only husband and wife get hurt, but the children. There's so many children that have gone through this divorce that it has mixed them up and it has destroyed them. And then on the other side, when divorce comes along, a lot of times you take your problems for one marriage to another marriage. And a lot of times people don't understand that. The God's purpose was male and female until death do us part, so help us God. And you have this model for your kids and your grandchildren. That God has made this husband, this wife, they come together, they become one, as we'll see in a moment. But he says this in verse 18 again, And the Lord God said, It is not good that men should be alone. I will make him a helper, a helper, comparable to him. Many times, believe it or not, women have to take over the home. Because the husbands are doing this, doing that, going here, going that, and they're never home. Or if they're home, they're always sitting down watching golf, football, baseball, whatever it is. But it's important that you're sensitive to your wife, sensitive to your children. And God's plan was to create this woman. The men and the women were to be what? They are to relate. They were to relate to each other intimately. Intimately, God made that. When a husband or wife... They're having a bad time in their marriage. And they're going to the gym or going here or maybe at work. They begin to meet somebody else. Sooner or later, you're actually having sex with that person. You're committing adultery on your partner. That's not what God desires in your life. God says, no adulterer will inherit the kingdom of God. Even if you're a Christian. You have to understand that your children love you. And what happens when a mother or father, they get into another relationship, the kids are devastated by it. And I think that as we look at the scriptures today, that I hope that you take heed to what God is saying to the scriptures. The man and the woman are bound together and dependent on each other. That's what this scripture teaches. Like I said before, there are people that God has given them the gift of singleness. But if you don't have the gift of singleness, you better read the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 7. So that you can see what God is not only expects of your life, but what he intends to give to you so you can become a Christian. One that could be used in the kingdom of God. And that's so awesome to see that. The other thing that I see here is the phrase that he uses, not good. It means incomplete, unfinished, unfulfilled, deficient, and lonely. Not good to be lonely. God's plan for women because men not only needed a companion and a helper, but it was God's command. 
The word to meet here or suitable means to be fit, corresponding, to adapt it to, agreeing with, and a counterpart. It is God's plan for men and women to help each other, to love each other. Willingness to help. Willingness to receive. Willingness to accept and offer that help in the love of Christ for one another. Secondly, verse 19 and 20, the need for a companion. Verse 19, and out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every bird of the air, and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. You notice God created the animal kingdom, and he gives men the opportunity or the privilege of naming every animal. And he called each living creature that was its name. And Adam gave names to all the cattle, all the birds of the air, and every beast of the field. And get this, but to Adam, or for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. There is a situation God saw. I mean, can you imagine there in the garden and naming all these animals, but he's looking around and God sees his heart and there's nobody for him? So God says, you know what, I'm going to create a woman for him. To become a helper. At this particular moment, when you see chapter 3, is when Satan comes along and tempts them to eat from the tree that God told them not to eat from. And their eyes are open and they sin against God and they're kicked out of the garden. Men and women. The woman was deceived. Where her husband was, we don't know. Because after she was deceived, she gave to her husband and he took of the fruit and he fell. And I think when you look at what God has done in your lives and what he's doing and will continue to do, that Adam there was not found a helper comparable to him. You want to stay with your wife. You want to stay with your husband. You want to help one another. If you're having problems in situations, usually when people come in here because they're having situations in their life, we ask them, have you been sitting in services? Has God spoken to you? It doesn't have to be a marriage. Because God has given us his word. We don't need to be counseled. The word of God counsels us. Many times when people come for counseling, we'll share with them the word of God, and they go right back out and do the same thing. They don't listen. And God wants us to listen. He says seven times in the book of Revelation to seven churches, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Holy Spirit say to the church. We are the church. Each one of us are the church of Jesus Christ. And when I read here, but Adam there was not a found a helper comparable to him, the loneliness that he had. And God wanted men to know that he is superior over the authority of the animals. He wanted men to know that he was superior in intelligence over animals. Because he goes on to say he was superior in intelligence over animals. And God wanted men to know that he was spiritual. God's purpose was to show men his great need for a woman. Imagine that. For Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. God wanted men to know woman is equal by the nature of her creation. One of the things that I'm really concerned about many times is when the husband is not the leader of the home, the wife takes the leadership. 
And the reason is because the husband is never home. He doesn't correct the children. He goes to work. He's supplying the needs for the home. But he's really a weak husband. So the wife takes over the household. Where God says the man is supposed to be the one in charge of the household. You're supposed to be praying with your wife, praying with your children. Sitting down and opening the scriptures, loving them, taking them here, taking them there. Being their father. Because if we don't do that, what are they going to remember about you? The way you yelled? The things that you would say? The places you would attend? When we're supposed to be God's people. The woman's creation is a great picture of what closeness between husband and wife. Companionship. That God wanted between a husband and a wife. God put Adam to sleep. When he saw his loneliness. And what did he do? He created a woman. Where did she come from? She came from the side of man. One of his ribs. That rib closest to the heart of men. And it's so awesome that when I read that God put Adam to sleep. And then he took that rib from him. And then he not only made the woman. But God created the woman out of that need that men had in his life. God created the woman to be one flesh nourished with men. One flesh for men and women together, glued together. Because not only woman is the glory and the crown of creation, but Eve was created from the rib of men, taken from the very chest of men, which protects who? The heart. Husbands, protect your wives. Protect your wives, protect your children. That's what God says in His scriptures. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Well, as we are continuing to hear Raul teach on this love series, we wanted to bring Raul with us in the studio to talk just a little bit about the love of God and how to better understand it. Raul, the Bible talks about love. How are we as Christians supposed to show love to one another? I think the way you show love, you don't have to tell people. You know what I'm saying? You know, I love you, I love you, you know, because that would be kind of monotonous. <laughs> but just love people, forgiving them. Uh, maybe eating lunch with them, uh, maybe just putting my arm around them, and they're going to know, hey, something's different here. And they see in my face, they feel my heart, that something's happened to me. You feel love. You feel love by people. They don't have to tell you. You see their kindness. You see their motives. And that's what really transformed my life. When I saw the Christians in that situation at the tent, I man, I go, wow, man, something is good here. Because I haven't seen this. And here I am in the midst of this love that totally has convinced me that God is love. Roll in the Bible, we read the phrase, the precious love of Christ. How would you describe that to someone? The precious love of Christ is the cross. I mean, what else can you say? Right. The cross, every time I teach the cross, really affects me because I see my Jesus, nails on his hands, nails on his feet, and then you see a crown of thorns on his head, and then he says, forgive them, Father, for they really don't know what they're doing. And then he gives up the ghost. They take that spirit, they pierce his side, the water and the blood come forward because they stab his heart as blood and water. Imagine. Roll, when we hear Jesus talk about loving God with all of our hearts, how can we practically do that? I think that to love God with all our hearts, I think reading the Bible, the Word of God. I mean, how can I love God? But to read the Word of God, I want to find out what God wants me to do. 
And when I find out what he wants me to do, I'm going to do it. That's showing love. Right. When you go do what God told you, then he says, oh, you love me. It's like my grandkids or whatever it is. They ask me to do something. I'm going to do them. Why? I love them. And that's what it is. Every time it's that way. Good advice, Raul. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Now, if you'd like to get a copy of this entire love series, we'll tell you how to order that in just a few moments. Until then, let's listen to the final part of today's message, marriage, love, and respect. There's something else that I see, verse 23 and 24, the men and women coming together. Verse 23. And Adam said, this is not bones of my bones. Notice what he's saying here. Flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman Isha in the Hebrew here. Because she was taken out of Ish, men. Therefore, because of this, a man shall leave his father and mother and be glued unto his wife. And they shall become one flesh. One flesh. And Adam and Eve here were brought together by God himself. They didn't come by themselves. God brought them together to become husband and wife. The passage is recorded in the New Testament. 1 Corinthians 11.3 says, Paul says, But I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ. So this is speaking of a Christian husband. The head of a woman is the man, her husband. The head of Christ is God. Nevertheless, neither is a man independent of the woman, nor woman independent of the man in the Lord as a Christian. For as a woman comes for man, even so man also comes through the woman, but all things are from God. All things. First Timothy 2.12 And I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man. But to be in silence, guys are saying amen, and I'm skinning you, okay? <laughs> I'm going to get killed with my wife later on. <laughs> he says, for Adam was first what? Adam was first created, and then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into transgression. Transgression here is not missing the mark. Transgression here is a willful sinning against God. She disobeyed God. We don't know where Adam was, but when the devil came along, he said, oh, the reason you can't eat, because God knows that when your eyes, your eyes can be open, don't do it. But when he tempted her, she went ahead and ate and gave to her husband, and both of them, the eyes were open. They noticed the first thing, they were naked. Shame. They covered themselves. And God had to go. God had to go. And when the Lord came and was looking for Adam, he knew where they were. He knew they fell. And the Lord said, Adam, where are you? There were not words of rebuke. Those were loving words. Adam, where are you? Did I not tell you not to eat of the tree? See, God wants us to be careful that we're not disobedient to God. That we listen and we do what he says. Because once they sinned against God, they were kicked out of the garden. And when you read chapter 3 of Genesis, the enemy didn't waste any time. With Adam and Eve, he attacked the woman again first thing. First he attacked her. We don't know where Adam was. But somehow when Adam came, he gave to her husband, the oh, partook of the fruit, and their eyes were open. And I guarantee you, Satan was so happy. 
But the Lord, as he came, where are you, Adam? Because of his love that he had. And then he judged them and he judged Satan himself. I would pray this morning here that we would be careful not to allow Satan to break up your marriage. And how many husbands, how many husbands, when their wives are going through something deep, they ignore them or they rebuke them. They break their hearts. And your children are watching you. Fathers, watch yourselves before your children. He says also that we see that God lays the basis for that relationship between a man and a woman. But God created both the woman and the man. And then he says this in Genesis 2, 7. And the Lord God formed men out of the dust, out of the dirt of the ground. And what did he do? He breathed into his nostrils the bread of life, and men became a living soul. And then in verse 22 he says, And then the rib which the Lord had taken from men, he made into it a woman, and he brought her unto the man. They became again one. He keeps repeating it. I keep repeating it because a lot of times we feel we're separate. No, we're one. One in the Lord. That's why when she hurts, I hurt. When I hurt, she hurts. My children hurt. But when they see you arguing and fighting and you're not really loving each other, then it's going to affect the home. It's going to affect the children. Maybe some of you guys are drinking in the home. Alcohol has overtaken you in your life. Possess your life. And your kids see you coming to church. And then they see what's going on in the home. You know what you're doing? You're confusing your children. You're confusing them because they're being taught one thing and you're practicing another thing. You need to be careful with that. Make sure you love your children. Make sure you're doing what the Bible teaches. So that not only when you do what's right, they will do what is right and they will praise you. They love you. They care for you. Because they see that you're a godly father. You pray with them. When they're going through something. Then he goes on. And God established the law of marriage. Genesis 2.24 Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife and the two shall become one flesh. The woman is equal with man being a person. But she was made again of flesh and blood as they would come together. Then verse 25. And they were both naked. There was no shame. No shame. Perfect. Perfect in marriage. Perfect in every way. You see, when they sinned against God, there was shame. Adam and Eve were hiding. Where God says, where are you guys? He knew, but they were ashamed. Because they knew that they did what God told them not to do. When we sin, there's shame. We don't feel the same. If you feel the same, then you're probably not a Christian. Because as a Christian, the Holy Spirit has come into my life. And the Holy Spirit brings conviction to my life. And that conviction brings me to the place of repentance. To come back to the Lord, return unto the Lord. Because many people have left their first love. John says that in the book of Revelation chapter 2. And what does he say to John, to the church of Ephesus? He says, you've left your first love. Return to me. If you don't return to me, I won't return to you. He wants us to repent. As husbands, fathers, wives, children. 
And the reason is because God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believed in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. We hope that today's lesson has been a help to you as you and your spouse consider how to work together to strengthen your relationship. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Now, if you'd like to hear today's message again, we'll be glad to send you a complete copy for a gift of $5 or more. To get that, simply call 800-634-9165 and ask for Raul's teaching titled, Marriage, Love, and Respect. To further inspire you to care for each other with patience and understanding, we'd like to tell you about Raul's entire love series available on MP3. This thumb drive of 25 messages will challenge you to follow God's powerful example of unconditional love as you meditate on His choice to forgive your sins through Christ's death on the cross. You'll see that when you walk in grace and reconciliation, the Lord can bless your marriage. Contact us today to order Rawls' 25-message love series on an MP3 flash drive. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send you this resource for a gift of $25 or more. Once again, that phone number is 800-634-9165. To order this resource by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. This is a listener-supported ministry, and your prayers and financial support are the backbone of what we do to spread the gospel every day. Thanks so much for your contributions. Well, it's always a joy to study God's Word with you, and we hope you'll join us again next time for more from this series. Together, we'll evaluate the true state of our hearts before the Lord as we consider how deserving He is of our undivided devotion. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.